0: الحمد لله وكفى وسلام من الله على عباده الذين اصطفى اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فاشكروا ولا تكفرون وقال الله تعالى في مقام اخر ان ان شكرتم لازيدنكم سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلاما على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين Allahumma salli ala sina Muhammad wa ala ali sina Muhammad wa ma'alika wa sallam Allah Spanta has given us the hukam to do shukr Shukr means to have thankfulness to have gratitude for the na'mas of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala but in a very powerful way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala contrasted this shukr with kufr Washkuruli, have shukr towards me, wa la and do not have kufr. Because kufr, again in Arabic language, means to deny. So, shukr at its basic level means number one, to acknowledge the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and thereafter to be thankful and grateful for them. A the person who does not have shukr is actually denying the blessings of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, which means it's a kind of denial of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself One is to deny Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's wujud His being, his zat That is atheism The second is to deny one of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attributes His sifat That can be shirk And the third is to deny any of the inayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Any of the ahkam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That is a sin And this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is also mentioning as kufr so be grateful to me and do not be ungrateful. Be grateful to me and do not be an unbeliever. What exactly is sugar? Number way to do number number one first way to do sugar is to be grateful or thankful with your tongue. That is what we normally do in human life with one another. You will be amazed that. We are so trained in being polite that if anybody gives us something it is considered impolite if we don't say thank you. For a fellow human being, we are so insistent on doing shukr. Somebody can give you a single coke and you will feel obliged to say thank you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can feed us a whole meal and we still forget to say Alhamdulillah after. If you want to check your soul your roza in this month of Ramadan, then just see, do I say Alhamdulillah after every iftar, after every suhoor, after every meal? If I don't even say that much, what's wrong with me that the whole day I fasted from Fajr to Maghrib, I spent this 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 hour fast, and even then afterwards, I still couldn't forgot to say Bismillah before I ate, I forgot to say Alhamdulillah after I ate, but if somebody gives you something, you always say thank you. If you're better, you'll say Jazakallah. Allah Taala reward you, right? Here, the first way to do shukr is with the tongue. So the first way to do shukr of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is to say His Hamd. The second way to do shukr is through obedience, through ita'at. A grateful servant is an obedient servant. A grateful servant is a following servant. So the second way to do shukr to Allah is to pray. That's why people say, Mehdun nafus shukrana parana. What does it mean that I'm going to offer my shukr through salah, through nawafil, through ibadat? That is another way to do shukr. Third way to do shukr is to use the blessings that He has given us in His obedience or at the very least not to use them in His disobedience. So a person who is truly grateful for having eyesight would think that Allah subhanahu you gave me this vision, you gave me these eyes, my shukr to you will lie not using these eyes to do anything which displeases you. My shukr to you will lie in using these eyes in your obedience. That is also shukr to use the netmas that Allah Taala has given us in His obedience to earn His pleasure, or at the very least not to use them in such a way that would be His disobedience to earn His displeasure. Fourth way of shukr is to remember our humility. The Prophet mentioned in the Hadith about an earlier community from the Bani Israel that there were three men who were poor. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent an angel to each of them who gave the first one a flock of goats, gave one a flock of camels, gave one a flock of cows, gave them moth, and all of a sudden they became wealthy. And they started living their life in a state of wealth. A long time after, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent an angel again, who appeared to them in the guise of a poor person. So the poor person went to the first one. And the first one had what, this problem? The first one was a person who was bald. He was bald, and people used to make fun of him because he was bald. And on top of that he was poor So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent an angel Who had given him wealth and given him hair So the poor person went to him The angel went to him in the guise of a poor person And said that I'm a needy person Allah ta'ala has given you so much Why don't you give me something out of what Allah has given you So he replied that Oh you poor people you always come and ask You don't earn anything on your own Why do you say Allah has given me this I earned for this I worked hard for this. You should also work hard for whatever you want. To take left. Sure enough, that person's flock of animals started to die. And his baldness also started to return. (laughs) Second person, also and I can't remember now, had some other issue which Allah Ta'ala had solved in addition to giving him the flock. This man, again, Allah Ta'ala sent this angel in the guise of a man. He went to him and said... I'm a poor person. I ask you to give me in the name of Allah. MashaAllah, Allah Ta'ala has given you so much. Why don't you give me out a little bit from the share that Allah has given you? Said the same thing that all oh, you poor people always invoking Allah, taking Allah's name. This is my own effort. This is my own hard work. Same thing happened to him His flocks started to die. The third one, he went to the third one, same thing. And I'm a poor person, I ask you in the name of Allah Mashallah, Allah has given you so much Why don't you give me something out of the share that Allah has given you So that man remembered his uqat And he said that, oh poor person, sit down Wallahi, you are right, absolutely, I was nothing Everything you see, Allah has given me And alhamdulillah, my sheep are filling the, the whole valley in between the two hills Every sheep that you see is mine But you were completely right that whatever I have is only because Allah Ta'ala gave it to me. So go take however many sheep you want. You ask me in the name of that Lord who gave me everything that I had, then I can only but offer you everything that that Lord gave me. Then that angel revealed himself and said, I am that same angel who came to you so many years ago. Allah Ta'ala sent me again to test whether you would have istikamah, to test whether you would have shukr." Or to see whether you had outgrown yourself When you had outdone yourself. And sometimes this happens to us when we achieve something. We forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We forget our humble origins. We're a PhD, we're an MBA, we're a student at Lums, Nojavan, I have my Toyota my Honda, Allah, I have my Mercedes, my BMW. You feel like you're on top of the world. You feel like you're something. The reality is we're nothing. <laughs> we are nothing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To remember our humility. Part of the reason why we have so much ghafla, the one reason is laziness. Pakistani Nojavan, illness number one, susti. Pakistani javan. illness number two, takabbar. Takabbar not necessarily vis-a-vis somebody else. Takabbar in sense of not having their humility for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not having their humility in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Without humility, there's no way, no way a person can come on this deen. Well, oh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that any person who has zarra, is zara, an atom's worth of taqabr will not enter Jannah. Allahu Akbar. This is one of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attributes, al-akbar, his kibriya'i, that nobody can have any in other of his attributes we're supposed to try to adorn ourselves with his kareem his or karam, his rahm that we should be generous we should also be merciful but his kibriyahi is something that nobody can have any share in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to the Prophet in Haditha Qudsi that kibriyahi is my cloak nobody can try to enter into my cloak to make ourselves amongst the shakireen If we become amongst the shakirin, then automatically we will become amongst the zakirin. One way to increase our shukr is to give sadaka. One of the most, imp- many, one of the more important teachings of this month of Ramadan, which we have not touched upon with you yet, is the giving of sadaqah. It's mentioned that Rasulullah used to increase abundantly the amount of sadaqah he used to give in this month. That is a way to become a person of shukr. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran that describes people that they give from that which they love. This can be interpreted number one that we love our money, we love our wealth, it can also be interpreted that we love our earnings. We feel that these are our justly earned earnings, it's difficult to part with them. Another way this is interpreted is that we give from the good things that we have. We give away the things that we are fond of, that we are attached to. We give those away in the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when you do that, that is an act of sacrifice, that's an act of detachment from this world. You have something you really like or something you're very fond of, and you give it away, you will become less attached to this world. You'll be amazed, right? Sometimes people are so attached to their things or roommates, (laughs) they're so attached to attached. their shampoo. Why do you use my shampoo? me the Allah. <laughs> right? So attached to worldly things. So sadaka is a major, major I'm not talking zakat. Sadaka. Zakat is something different. Zakat to khair, there's nothing in zakat. Zakat to hay first. We are too we pat ourselves too much in the back for doing farz. Paying zakat is like eating and breathing. It's part of the necessities of life. Do you congratulate yourself on the ability to breathe? Do you congratulate yourself on the fact that you eat and drink? We should not congratulate ourselves if we give zakat. Sadaka, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in several places Sadaka, Voluntary charity. Voluntarily giving up what we have in this world. Sacrificing what we have. Doing it for those who are more needy than we are. This is a month of massive sadaqah In order to give sadaqah You don't have to give a lot You don't have to give thousands of rupees One hundred rupees can be a sadaqah Ten rupees can be a sadaqah Everyone can give according Some of your students Everyone can give according to their ability If you haven't given already You should make an arrangement to pay your sadaqah to fitr That is wajib That is required That's what I think the imam announced Fifty rupees Allah <laughs> akbar Fifty rupees your guys Sadaka starts at the price of a jazz card or a meal, three hundred rupees. You guys blow three hundred rupees like this. You go get a jazz card. You go eat somewhere. You can blow three hundred rupees. Maitreya, three hundred rupees should be the start of your, because you should feel it. We want you to feel it. Theekon about Bhattu, that you some friend comes, you can take him out on the tree. You can eat for seven hundred rupees, and somebody comes and you give them charity five rupees and khushnote. Actually those are coins that you never use They're sitting in your car anyway That's why you give it You don't feel it at all Look at this Against the Quranic philosophy Give sadaqah from that which you love Give something that you feel now, The benefit of sadaqah is going to happen then Inshallah, Aziz, you will feel when you give sadaqah And it pinches you Some people used to give sadaqah They would endanger themselves Literally, they would go so much sadaqah that they're giving so much of their income, they're in danger that maybe they didn't even leave enough for themselves. The ultimate example of this is Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq wa ta'ala anhu. Ibn Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa made a call for sadaqah. He gave everything. Everything that he had. Even his clothes. And he wrapped himself with a, like a mat. A mat type of thing. That's how the best way I can put this Arabic word in English. A type of... A rag, a rag that somebody may also use as a mat. And he came to the Prophet something like that. And the Prophet asked him, O Abu Bakr, what have you left for your family? He said, I have left Allah and His Messenger. Then the angel Jibreel Al-Islam, came wearing that same mat. So the Prophet asked him, What are you wearing? And the angel Jibreel said that Allah is so happy with Abu Bakr. That he has asked all of the angels to adopt his likeness. All of the angels are wearing this rag and mat. Allahu <laughs> Akbar kabeena. the. Allah ta'ala Muhammad apne So, there are people like that also who give so much sadaqa. They leave nothing. The Prophet's you never used to keep any money. As and when anything came, gone. Spent on the Sahaba sufa, on the poor feeding people, giving away, coming and going, coming and going. There's no concept of savings. the You guys start to critique of capitalism. You just critique the the profit and the capital. What The Islamic asal, it's not far, but the highest level of the Islamic Tars is way, way, way at the beginning. They never even kept money. It's just as it comes and goes. We don't even need a wallet. Let alone a bank account and multiple accounts and safes and, okay, the box to a tie, right? To have to give more and more sandaka. And really, as a student, you should feel this. You should give sandaka. Don't think, I'm a student, I can't give it. In fact, when you give it, you will feel it, inshallah. If you, if you are, I mean some of you, with the, despite being students are very well off, some of you being students are on a budget, right? That person who is on some type of budget and gives sadaqah, oh, you will feel the barakah immediately in your life. And you will feel happy. And you want, you start viewing money as a booch. You don't have that feeling. This is that the Sama viewed money as like a, a burden. And every penny or every pasa is something to be accounted for. We don't, we want to amass it. We view it as a zenith. We view money as a zenith, as a status, as a wonderful thing to have. They want to get rid of it. Give it away as much as I can. The Prophet ﷺ said in the Hadith that that person who gives someone something when they're not expecting it, surprises a person, gives them something when not expecting it, Allah ﷻ sends His special mercy on that person. Sometimes when somebody knocks on your window, surprise him with a hundred. <laughs> He'll be stunned out of his mind. <laughs> right? Harun Rashid, once somebody came to him asking for money. So he came to him and he said, oh, How much do you need? And, how, and he said, I need 700 dirhams or dinars. So Harun Rashid wrote something on a piece of paper and gave it to him and said, Go to my Exchequer, my khazan the the person in charge of my treasure. But fine, he went there and he gave it to, he didn't open the chit, he gave it to him. It said, I asked Harun Rashid for 700 and he said to give this to you and you give it to me. So the guy opened it up, said 7,000. He said, look, must be some mistake. So he asked the person that this says 7,000. He said, no, no, I asked for 700. He said, okay, let's go to Harun Rashid." They went back to Harun Rashid, and he said that Harun Rashid he came to me saying that he asked you for seven hundred, and he bought the chit, and it has your proper signature on it, but it says seven thousand. He said, "Acha, give it to me." He wrote something else on it, gave him the chit, gave it back. hair he took his money. Then the exchequer came back and asked Harun Rashid that when I came to you, and he said he wanted seven hundred. And you had written 7,000 and I thought it was a mistake. So I brought her to your attention. I gave you the chit and you crossed it out and now you wrote 14,000. <laughs> so then I gave it to him but it's my yeah. <laughs> So how in her she recited that I heard this hadith. That if somebody gives somebody more than they expect, Allah Ta'ala's special mercy will come on them. So this person came to me for 700. And when I said I would grant it to him, that's what he was expecting. That she would give him 700. If you had given him 7,000 like I originally told you to, then he would have gotten something beyond his expectation. And Allah Ta'ala would have sent a special mercy on me. But when you revealed to him 7,000, then he came back, he might have had some expectation that maybe I might get the 7,000. So now to give him more than his expectation, I had to give him 14,000. So I scratched it out and wrote 14,000. You be exhausted. Sayyidina Umar ta'ala, Gave half When the Prophet asked him How much have you left for al his messenger He said, I've left half Even amongst the four khalafai rashidin You will see different andas Sayyidina Uthman al ta'ala anhu He didn't give all or half He just gave a lot He was very wealthy And he gave a lot That was his tarz. Very well off And he used to give a lot you be a Fourth is Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu. Oh, a person who himself didn't even have enough money, the zakat was as In fact, most of the time he was eligible to receive zakat. So he would give a few dates. <laughs> but he would give a few dates, give something whenever he had. So within the four rashidin you can see different tafs. But everybody is giving sadaqah. Everybody is giving something, and an likelihood, everybody is giving something that they feel. That pinches them a little bit. It's a good pinch. It's a tickle. <laughs> it's a good pinch. So we should become people of Sadaqa. And Alhamdulillah, you live in a country in which there's no shortage of opportunity. If you don't know the opportunity, it's just because you're not in touch with your country. Otherwise, there's no shortage of opportunity to give Sadaqa in this country. Right? And so that is another way to do shukr. That's another way rather to increase your feeling of shukr. Obviously this is a way to do shukar, but if we want to feel the shukr in our heart, once you start giving sadaqah, you will feel. It's a strange thing, when you give sadaqah, you won't feel arrogant. There's barakah in doing about it, you won't feel that Allah gave so much money. You'll feel humbled. You really will feel this, you will feel humbled and ashamed and grateful to Allah that He accepted you to give this sadaqah. That's how you will feel. And this itself will increase our gratefulness and our thankfulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Rasulullah after Fatih Makkah then the Ummah got some wealth. So the Prophet then started doing kurbani, one camel after the other for the Ummah. And the camels were lining up themselves, just present just making a line. <laughs> camel would walk up, let the Basam slaughter them down. Next camel would walk up, the Prophet must slaughter him down. Next camel would walk up. I don't know if any of you have seen this. Gujarat. it's not that easy to take this camel down. So Rasulullah, now if you look at that, many people in this ummah at the time of Eid al-Adha do one qurbani with the niyat of sending it to the Prophet Because when he did one qurbani for his ummah, or several actually qurbanis for his ummah, and why shouldn't ummah do qurbani for the Prophet sallallahu so To give sadaqah in his name. To give sadaqah in the name of some beloved one alive or dead. To give sadaqah in the name of the whole ummah. You can make niyat of sawab also when you give charity. If we don't become people of shukar, it's not just that we lose the barakah of shukar or we lose the blessings of shukar. No. Whenever you lose any sifat in the Qur'an, listen to this carefully, if there's any attribute that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the Qur'an that He wants the mu'minin to have, if we don't adorn ourselves with that attribute, we don't just lose that attribute, we lose part of our iman. Part of our iman becomes numbed. So when we don't have shukr, it's not just, tike, Itne hoga, gimme shukr guzarne, Amara iman kam zoro jayega, Yaqeen kam zoro jayega, deen par amal karna It will affect our entire deen. Similarly then, if we adorn ourselves with any one of these attributes, if we do do shukar, if we do give sadaqa, it won't be just another person of shukar. You will get that state of shukar. You will also activate that part of iman and deen that was tied to that sadaqa, that was tied to that shukar. So, in this month of Ramadan, we should try our best to give more and more sadaqah, as much as possible. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our sadaqah, whether that sadaqah is monetary, whether that sadaqah is giving our time, whether that sadaqah is giving a smile. Even the Prophet said, a smile is a charity, kindness is a charity, helping your fellow Muslim in a time of need is a charity, giving counsel or nasiha is a charity. Sadaqah has a very wide meaning. If we can increase and give as much of this type of sadaqah as we can in this month, and make niyat that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us people of shukr, make us people of such perpetual lasting shukr that never ever should we receive a netmat or a bounty or blessing from you, except that we are thankful and grateful for it, that we use it in your obedience, we don't use it, use it in your disobedience, and we remember you each and every moment of our day. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us amongst the shakirin, and may He give us Tawfiq to give more and more sadqa in this month and for the rest of our life. Wa akhir dawana and alhamdulillah ahiram bin alameen. Subhanallah be alahaballah sandy ala salluna muhammad. Wa alla ala sinulla muhammadu wa barak wa sannam. Bambana anfusana wa illam talfillana with that hamnana kunanam and a fasileen. Allahumma أجعلنا min الشاكرين اللهم Allahumma من min al-hamideen Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we ask you to restore to us this sifat of sugar Ya Allah, we are tired, we are ashamed of being your ungrateful servants Ya Allah, you have showered upon us each and every bounty and blessing that we have Ya Allah, you have given us the ni'mah of health, the nimat of wealth, the nimat of izzat Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, the Nameth of Ilm, the name of Aql, the Nameth of Sight, the name of Hearing, the Nameth of Speaking. Ya Allah, You have given us countless Nameths as You yourself said in the Qur'an al-Kareem, that if we ever were to try to count and enumerate Your Naqmats, we would never ever do so. Ya Allah, we ask You to make us amongst the Shaakireen. Ya Allah, let us not accept these Nameths in a state of ghaflat, but Ya Allah, let us offer our humble and sincere thanks and sugar for each and every Nameth that You have given. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to forgive us for using your netmas and your disobedience. Ya Allah, we ask you to forgive us for the sins of our eyes, the sins of our tongue, the sins of our minds. Ya Allah, the sins of our speech, the sins of our heart, the sins of our feelings, the sins of our thoughts. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to enable us to use each and everything in your obedience. Ya Allah, to stay away from using any blessing that you have given us in your disobedience. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to open up to us the paths of sadaqah. Ya Allah, open up us to the paths of the most anfa, the most beneficial sadaqah. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to part our hearts from this dunya. Make it easy for us to give from our own wealth. Make it easy for us to give from our own time. Make it easy for us to give from that which we find beloved. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask this so that if you sever our love for this world... We ask it only so that you may attach our love to you. We ask you that you increase us in our love for you, in our tatluk with you, in our devotion to you, in our yearning for you. And Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, you accept us amongst the ranks of your lovers. And Ya Allah, we ask you to make us amongst the muttaqeen. We ask you to make us amongst the pious ones, amongst the righteous ones. We ask you to enable us to follow the Sunnah of Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, we make dua in this month of Ramadan for all of those Muslims in this ummah. Who are in a state of misfortune, who are unfortunate. Ya Allah, maybe they are in a state of poverty, maybe they are being oppressed, maybe wars being waged against them. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we offer this Sadaqah tonight that we remember them in our du'as. Ya Allah, we ask you to send your special rahmat and karm upon them. Ya Allah, grant it tassili and sukkun unto their heart. Ya Allah, grant them an ease after their difficulty, grant them an ease after their hardship. Ya Allah Ya Rabbi Karim Ya Allah Save them from the enemies of the deen, save them from your enemies and the enemies of the deen. Ya Allah Protect them from your enemies and the enemies of the deen. Ya Allah we ask you to preserve their lives, to preserve their honor, to preserve their izzat, to preserve their property, to preserve their homes, to preserve their families, Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we make shukr for the izzat that you have given us. We make shukr for the aman that you have given us. We make shukr for being able to live in a Muslim country. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we make shukr for all of these things. Ya Allah, we ask you to enable us to do qadr of the netmuts that you have given us. Let us value them as deserve to be valued. Let us esteem them as they deserve to be esteemed. Ya Allah, we ask you to forgive us for our sins. Ya Allah, we ask you to accept our du'as.